Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to Hidden Power. This is a Pokemon podcast. Today we're going to be discussing everything about the epilogue for the DLC for Scarlet and Violet, including the very mysterious Pokemon. My name is Dusty Gogo, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Birdkeeper Toby, back from the dead. Just like yes. the mythical Pokemon Petrarunt. We we've had all this stuff of like, uh, like, you know, Pokemon being brought back and revived, like the loyal three from Petron's power. Yes. And here I am for the epilogue of uh, Birdkeeper Toby. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is one of those. I, I'm just to break the illusion for people right away. I'm recording. We're recording this uh, before New Year's, before my final videos even gone live. So uh, because there's so much information we already know, but I'm not going to get to talk about it because I'm I'm leaving YouTube for a while. And people have constantly said, "Oh, will you come back to talk about stuff on the podcast from time to time?" Um, and well, so here he consider is. this uh, yes. fulfillment of that because like I would hate to leave right before the final DLC is really complete, but I still had to end at the end of the year. So yeah. this is the epilogue, the epilogue podcast. Thank you for having me, Dusty, and giving me a, a opportunity to kind of talk about this yeah, uh, publicly. So, I mean, right off the bat, I I have not seen, I have not actually watched through or played okay. through the epilogue. Um, I think listeners will be watching and listening to this when they have already had the opportunity uh, to play yeah. it for themselves when this is already out. Um, yeah. But I have not for the time recording this i have not played it i think you have or you've I've not played it but i've seen it i've seen it, it yes. on youtube before the dmca strikes got everyone i had seen like uh the entirety of the playthrough so i i, I know it's kind of contents uh, which obviously we can talk about here but yeah, yeah i can't excited upload to hear, until i'm really until excited it's to public hear what you have to say about all this this is going to be fun I've, I'm looking at it right now. I've seen Petron. I know what it is. It's the subjugation Pokemon. I love the typing. Poison, ghost. I like how it looks. I like how it has it's two different forms. And I like that this Pokemon has been teased, right? Not only by leakers uh, and theorized by individuals in the community, but also by the games themselves. I really have been enjoying uh, how they've just kind of... It, it reminds me of like when I used to play uh, Emerald version, right? And you would, you know, there was that white rock, right? There was a... You know, you see all these. There's white rocks with Jirachi. There's all of these meteorites relating to Deoxys, and you hear these uh, these playground rumors, right? Uh, this is feeling like that. So I, I like this Pokemon a lot. There's been hints um, for what and how this is going to play a part in the story. Um, so what have you seen so far? We, yeah, I was just gonna say it's kind of like. Um like i feel like we've already talked about petrant calling it like the peach pokemon or momotaro yes. already yeah. you know pre this point because it was like in the kitakame uh, uh well 
so it, we saw an image of it in the part one of the Indigo Hidden Treasure of Area Zero in the corner of the uh, flashback story for Ogapon. And then yes. we also saw it, we saw this little pink creature that of the same same shape as uh, Peachy's on Peachy's stall. And obviously you've already said to me ahead of time plush. that I can tell you. So turns out not a plush. That actually is Petcheron. That's, That's the, the actual sit- Pokemon? Literally sitting oh, there in the no game. Way. Which is such a nice feature. I totally um, thought I, it was a plushie. <laughs> no, it really is the actual Pokemon, it seems, just asleep there. And I guess when it says it's dusty, perhaps it's in the way that, like, a gone-off peach is... Yeah. Uh, I'm just assuming this. Is, like, you know, like, gone-off fruit is kind of molded. Yeah. Maybe it's kind of like that because it is gone-off fruit. It's a peach or a petcherberry that's yeah. uh, got a ghost inside. So it's which got I, it in the pit, so it's gone off. Which I gotta say, I love the fact that they're... You know, they could have very easily called this like Peach Runt, right? They could have made a reference yeah. to, uh, a, you know, a non-canon, out-of-universe uh, fruit. fruit. I like yeah. how they kept it. I, I like how they kept it in in universe. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the the way you access it is via a special Petcha Berry item. And then Petcha okay. also works with like petulant, like it's a kind of childish. It's like ah, it's a petulant yes. runt, but it's a Petcha yeah. Berry. Uh, and interesting because obviously we've just had like Applin and all of the Applin things. Um, but like this is our first kind of yeah canonical look at like what happens if a Pokemon fruit becomes a Pokemon, which I think yeah. is really interesting. Um, so the way the DLC kind of works from 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 what I've witnessed is um, an hour. It's about an hour's worth of gameplay that features you returning to the land of Kitakame um, mm. with uh, Arvin, uh, Penny, and Nimona to meet up with Carmine and Kieran, and across the Kitakame area, everyone's been eating this purple mochi that's been kind of making them behave strangely. They're dancing, they act possessed, and of course the Pokemon behind it is Petcherunt. It doesn't seem to have much of a reason for this, um, but every time someone eats that mochi, which happens for the most ridiculous of reasons everyone's eating this mochi, they you, you have to engage in a number of difficult battles with them, get to Petcherunt, and then Petcherunt uh, causes them to dance and say, mochi, 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 and that's pretty much the whole thing. And then you just catch Petra Run. Um, so like a silly version of a horror yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not like... um, it, it, It's kind of like a little bit more expanded on than perhaps past mythical events. Like I would say it's akin to like the, the Dark Cry event or the Teeny event, which is super, super cool. Yeah. Uh, at the same time... It's expanded on in a way that is effectively a dialogue corridor and some battles. Mm. And uh, I, I think in terms of like actual battles and actual real content that isn't just dialogue you could probably cut it down to like 20 minutes 25 okay. minutes but all right that's so kind of my understanding isn't this isn't dlc it, yeah it's, it's definitely not dlc it's definitely just like a little attachment uh kind of like this you know podcast is to 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 me on youtube yes. um so that's what i've seen and it honestly not only was not worth making a video at the time but also the DMCA strikes uh, yes. kind of caught a lot of people off guard because we've not had events like this since Generation 4, yeah. at which time people weren't really YouTubing, which is interesting. I mean, what do you make true. of it in terms of, like, relation to older events? Because I know you, off podcast you were kind of mentioning about, like, how it reminded you of, like, Gen 3. Yeah, I was... Um, yeah, so, I mean, so I we, we had we had one podcast get taken down about a week after it had already been out. Uh, I had a vi- I had a I had a podcast on my channel uh, that got taken down uh, 
again because I just I flashed it on I flashed Petron on screen for about five minutes you know maybe some somewhere under five minutes um, and I think I was really aggravated not because the videos were taken down but because I was like if you don't want people to look at this why leave it in the game we're in an era now yeah. where you can literally yeah I mean they can just add anything through download people bought into there are so many people i don't know what the number is but there's so many copies of indigo disc people bought indigo disc uh, or a, a physical version that was supposed to have both dlcs but they really only had one of the dlcs Cut. right like like people bought people bought the dlc without actually buying the dlc physically and then just downloaded the entire indigo disc dlc i don't know why petron wasn't just also something that was downloadable um and yeah you're right this brings me back to generation six right uh when there was a lot of mystery pokemon uh magirna i think it was maybe not magirna is magirna gen six or seven yeah uh, magirna is gen se- okay. seven technically in, in x and y there was volcanion there was the uh, yes flower floet there was um i think sure sure hoopa hoopa and hoopa not not hoopa unbound but hoopa was in the code as well um yeah deancy yeah I, uh... I guess actually even in gen seven there's a lot of I guess all the 3DS games. There was a Mega Latias and Latios. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. For me, as a as a viewer on YouTube, Mm -hmm. I loved it. Right? It was so cool to find these like hidden Pokemon that the Pokemon Company hadn't really discussed, and then they were eventually just given to us. um, Which is maybe what you are trying to cue this conversation uh, into. But like, we eventually got access to Volcanion and Hoopa. Really, just as a mystery gift event where we just walked yeah. into the Pokemon center and they just gave us the Pokemon. And the main problem there that I think fans collectively have decided is that that's kind of boring. And it's like these Pokemon obviously have stories and inspirations mm-hmm. behind their designs. Why are we not playing something in order to, um, to, to access these Pokemon and then also see their personality and their intentions uh, fully fleshed out. Petron, it seems like we're getting a full-on epilogue, which is cool. Yeah, and seems deserving of a, a of a mythical uh, yes. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you had this is interesting. So you, you had content taken down. I also got hit on an Easter eggs video with oh, my kind of secret final Easter egg being a uh, um, being. Oh, there's this. T- turns out there's this um, Petron Pokemon, this DLC that's or this oh, that extra stinks. content that's in the game, and it was interesting because based on watching like Pokemon X and Y content when it came out and seeing like yeah the AZ Flower Floette and the the Mega Latias and Latias and X and Y and that kind of thing, my assumption was this is fair game, and in fact there was a brief window of time where the content was available on like Cerebi, like I'd seen the image of the Pokemon on Cerebi, yeah. and that for me is my quota of oh it's probably oh, fine yes. then, and then actually by the time my video was out. Out, Joe Sarabi had taken it down. It was gone, yes. and um, that was I the was other like, huge Ooh. thing for me. He, the fact that he had it on his website, I'm right. like, but, I'm like, it's which, good. We're good. And I, I, I want to be clear: that's not a fault of Joe's. No, that's that Sarabi um, working with the information they have based on past experiences, yeah. right? And, and it was so only diligent. after that that the DMCA strike started happening. And what's really weird about that? is we already knew what the Pokemon looked like because the peach is in the thing. It's so there's all of the this game, yeah. artwork of like what the Pokemon looks like. And I could not work out for the life of me what the line was in terms of, am I allowed to now yeah. put a video out with uh, Petron in its like cl- closed form? Art. 
Yeah, or am I allowed to put out fan art? Or is that now, like, it was fine post Kitakame DLC, but not fine post uh, yeah. Indigo Disc DLC? Like, is, is there a thing? Or is it only just screenshots and videos? So it was it was kind of hard to gauge, but I guess we're just kind of learning as a community what the Pokemon company would expect uh, from us uh, for I the sake if, of yeah, you know, keeping it secret, secret. So that was unlocked because of the Indigo Disc? Was that data part of the Indigo Disc download? It must have been, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then that makes no sense. It's like, why, why, why? Yeah, then, you know then, we're then, gonna the, talk about it. Like ev- the, the everything's strategy already there. Put it in the put it into the game so we talk about it, and then and then there's like a big, hi- you know, that's excitement, that's yeah. conversation. That should be their intention. I don't. There's literally no. I don't know. But I, don't I think assumed why that they, put that in they would release it on Pokemon Day as well. I'm finding this weird mid-January date super strange to me. Like, I don't know if it's just something small to tide us oh, over. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't at that point just save it for Pokemon Day. Maybe they're like, they were going to, but now they feel that the buzz would be killed because people are already talking about it. Yeah. I, I don't really know, like, who, who can get in the head of the Pokemon company at this point. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was just interesting. And I, I'm not annoyed at the pokemon company at the end of the day is their intellectual kind of property what i do wish is that when they hit my video i don't know how they did it for yours but rather than just hitting the five seconds that had a screenshot on screen yeah rather than just hitting the five seconds they hit like half the video so my 15 easter eggs video has become a seven (laughs) easter eggs video because i I opted to to cut the content out as opposed to like re-uploading or challenging it they, I think we mentioned it in the middle of our podcast and then like maybe vaguely talked about it throughout. So they flagged an hour of the podcast just right in the middle of it. So I just no. took it's fine. I took it down. I, I re-uploaded it. We got we ended up sure. getting the same amount of views. I wonder if it could have like skyrocketed though because I thought our discussion was like really on the nose. And also it, it, I, that was like a reveal. That was like a reaction for me. I it, it's seen just interesting because when this content was more common yeah i you know era of gen three and four particularly um youtube and youtubers and poker tubers were not like a thing like in gen four i think there was maybe maryland and like that i, I don't even know if there yeah. was anyone else and so like blah, people maybe people were discussing these things on youtube but the pokemon company wasn't they, they didn't have... I don't know how active their policies were on policing something on YouTube, like this on YouTube. Yeah. And this is really... You know, and even X and Y was like a little early for that. But like now they've got a pretty integrated system, I think, when it comes to keeping an eye on YouTube and social media and the way they approach their policies. And I think actually Nintendo had I mean, a policy update recently. With Pokemon creators. Right. And so... And that just wasn't happening the last time this type of content um, was in the, in the code. So like... It seemed obvious that if you were with the Indigo Disc Part 2, that code was not in the game, like the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, that if you somehow had that content and posted it early, that would be like committing a crime. That would be like you've stolen that content. But with this, the stuff is, it's there. It's just unlocked by a, a, a little item. Which, of course, people worked out within, you know, like two days how to put that item in. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, like, that's against, like, Pokemon's terms of service, but it, it it's not, uh, I guess. I don't know. I haven't read them. Um, but I, I don't know that anyone... It, in retrospect, you could kind of see it either way. Like, I don't blame them. It's their IP. They got, if they want sure. people to have a certain kind of experience, I get that. But I agree with you. Like, I, I think the better solution, honestly, is... Okay, well then, just don't put it in the game. Have it as a patch, you know. Like, have it as yeah. an update. You can do that. Your Pokemon. Because in, in Generation Eight, there was a lot of maybe not a lot, but there were some mythical Pokemon that were added in 
just as kind of like a shadow drop event, which maybe mm-hmm. the event wasn't that interesting because it was just a gift that you could get. Um, yeah. But what what is it called? Zer- Zerud, I think it was. Zerud, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that didn't exist, and then all of a sudden it existed, right? Um, I, I don't know. I really don't yeah. know what the intention was because, like, like, earlier you said you don't fault uh, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company. You, maybe you're not mad at them. I, I, I'm not I, mad at them either. Communication would have been sense. nice as it's to, f- like... You could be hey. frustrated because it doesn't make sense. Game Freak does a lot of things out of order, yeah. and like, f- you know, I feel like the average Pokemon fan likes order and likes pe- to follow sure. the patterns, right? Um, and it definitely can be a little aggravating to be like, "Why did you do this?" If you're going to punish us, sure. Because, um, like, for example, they also cut the part of the video that featured um, a shiny Terrapagos. Now, Terrapagos is shiny locked in the sure. DLC, and I have no way of knowing whether showing the image of the shiny Terrapagos yeah, was, was a reason or whether that was just incidental. You know, and, it could have um, been. That, that's probably why we lost. You know, they flagged I, an hour of our podcast. I just can't know. You can't know. We can't work with that information in a meaningful kind of way. Um, you know, fine, it is what it is. And, you know, like, I've got, I've got no dog in this race right now anyway. Like, I'm not even uploading. <laughs> yeah, so it does, does it's no, about? <laughs> totally irrelevant to me. But um, for future creators going forward, I think this is going to act as a little bit of a, um, a learning point for, yeah. uh, okay, so actually you really do have to be quite careful if you're going to post about you know potential leaks or certainly if you're going to post about content that's in the game but unreleased maybe it's better not to touch it and that includes if there's like a secret form or mythical pokemon like i think now if i saw az's floette in pokemon x and y i just wouldn't touch it It, whereas in the past i think that would have been fine but now i just would be like nope not gonna go near that i'll wait don't need to see that content don't need to post that content because you will get possibly a copyright claim or strike interesting man yeah, yeah it's it's a little i don't know it's it's a it's there's a constant learning curve um sure and it's kind of weird also i mean this is probably a huge other conversation but we're we are actually what feels like possibly the end it is i'm assuming it's the end of uh not generation nine but the scarlet and violet story violet story um possibly. maybe maybe just off the off the cuff like i mean did, did you like the ending of uh of the of the indigo disc yeah, I did. I um, I feel like, in, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There were certain law-based things that uh, maybe wait, is there anything? No, actually, do you know what? I really did quite enjoy it. Like in retrospect, yeah. it was it was a good DLC. If I wasn't working it like a maniac over the last two weeks, um, yeah. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more, uh, and that's fine. But that's well, you'll have you know, now. kind maybe of you're playing it. Right I, maybe I'll go back to it now. Um, for me, there is a frustration that I have to. The, the expectation is probably going to be in the future that to get that quality of gameplay, I have to wait until the second DLC of any given game. It's going to yeah. really put me off. I don't want to have to play through a bunch of game I don't like to get to the bit of game I do like. I, I would rather just have the whole game be that, you know, yeah. um, or, or to challenge me in that kind of way. But I, I thought it was great. I thought it was, you know, one of the better Pokemon experiences. It's a shame that it's still happening in Scarlet and Violet. But at that point, I'm rambling and that is a whole other podcast. Did it you really like is. it? I think I did like it. I think, I think I was a little under. I was definitely underwhelmed by Terrapagos. I never. I didn't mm. like its base form. I like its. Uh, I think it's called Terrastal form. I do like the Terrastal yeah. form. Um, I I I really, I really don't like its like final ultra form, whatever we're, whatever we're calling that ter- Terrastalization form. Um, that was really underwhelming, and it's not like bad. It's just like. 
okay, this doesn't feel that really that grand or imposing. Mm. Um, and then, but what I did like is that they actually did, they did keep the mystery of Paradox Pokemon a little bit. It's, I I guess it's up for interpretation. I understand Terrapagos to be a sort of philosopher stone, something that could be, that could essentially grant wishes or grant desires. Um, mm. And then you also have, but there actually is, time travel shenanigans right and there is time travel paradox yeah they they answered it in a way that i think pretty perfectly says and and people will adamantly disagree because i think they see only their answer but i actually think the way they've handled everything is they're effectively saying if you think it's a dream thing it's a dream thing if you think it's a time travel thing it's a time travel thing if you think it's a multiverse thing it's a multiverse thing and depending on which threads you pull at they all kind of make sense in different ways or a combination of so you know for me i read them pretty typically as just like yep they're just alternate timelines where pokemon become cyborgs or pokemon are particularly savage and they're from different points in those uh timelines they're kind of like ultra beasts but they're from earth they're from you know and you know that's kind of how i see them but if you you know i've seen kayla's capsules video on like the dream theory and how that kind of ties in and yeah i see that too like i it makes sense it is really cool because you know ultra beast seemed like so mind-blowing and random and out of pocket from for game freak um Mm -hmm. paradox pokemon seemed just as ridiculous but kind of in the same line um i would have to do some like wikipedia research on uh and look at a list of like general um like monster genres or i don't mm-hmm. even know what the term would be um but i'm sure game freak is looking at that wikipedia list being like what kind of sci-fi thing could we pull from have next? we not done next yeah yeah it's really it'd, be, interesting. it'd be interesting to see i think they're gonna do and this is my prediction sure, yeah. i think they're gonna do i think they're gonna do giants i think giants like canonical like beings that are like pre-pokemon pokemon yeah uh from but like from before Arceus even existed. Like other yeah. creatures, I think are are going to be kind of the the way they're going to go eventually. Yeah, but, ultra ultra beast sure, kind me. of had a similar effect that that would have, right? Um, yeah. The implication is that like everything that we know about the Pokemon universe, all of the Pokemon and characters and, and battles, the legendary Pokemon are pretty minuscule, right, in comparison to the greater powers of the greater the wider universe. Cosmos, um, yeah. Yeah, the cosmos, yeah. It's it, it's fascinating. I would love I think I think it'd be really cool to see giants, legendary giants. I, I think um, we're gonna get something like that, like elemental creatures. Yeah. Um, Another okay, thing so yeah oh, go on. maybe maybe we can keep it keep it on track. Um so the biggest thing about Petron, and again I have not played this, you have played or you have seen uh-huh. You've seen this. Um, I want to be. I want to be clear. You keep correcting yourself, I, I, and you're, you're, you're being like, oh, you, you've played. Or, or I don't want to get you in trouble, but you've already. Quit. You're gonna get me in trouble. I really, genuinely haven't played it. Yes, you haven't played <laughs> it. I would say at this point, I've again, I've got no dog in the race. I'm not worried about upsetting Nintendo. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with like, this. Is the epilogue? <laughs> but like, really, really, I've, I, I saw it because uh, I think. Did you see like Tyrannosaur Tube like yeah. uploaded like part of the first half, he and did, then yeah. like very quickly it was gone, and like there were a lot of YouTubers doing that. So I just watched it and skimmed through it on like I should have done speed. that. I, I should have done that. I, I didn't actually watch all the way through it. I saw it. I clicked. But I, I really haven't played it. <laughs> so what I'm really curious about is. What is the the relationship, um, and how great is it uh, between Petrant, um, the Loyal Three, and also is Petrant 
actually co- oh. like influencing the personality and the character development of Kieran. Is that really what is Got, going yeah. on? So, from my understanding, no, it is not, which is super weird. That's actually my understanding. Better, that's actually I like that better because that actually puts right. a lot of the agency back into Kieran's camp, um, which makes so the story more impactful. Because in the DLC, in the in the Indigo Disc, um, Drayton says he's you know yeah, calls yeah, him peachy, acting weird. like he, he's he's literally talking about like. Um, not being told what to do, right? Yeah. Like, not being controlled. And then Drayton's like, ah, it's just peachy. And you're like, okay, so the peach is controlling what he's doing. Okay. And, he, like, it's framed as if he is possessed. So I don't really understand why that's not the case. Maybe he had, oh, like, man. a little bit of mochi in his system. I'm not really sure. Um, but it doesn't appear to be the case. And then as for its connection to Loyal 3, only really hinted at, like, in the Pokedex screen, I think the Loyal 3 are in the background... And obviously in its shape, like it clearly is connected to the Loyal 3, but nothing is, I don't I don't think, I might be wrong about this because I was, again, watching it on two times speed. I don't sure. think anything was explicitly stated about their relationship. Um, although you battle Petron at the uh, shrine the with the Loyal 3. You do battle it well, previously. Shrine? Yeah, that's where you battle it and catch it. Yeah, so. Okay. Um, well, cool. I'm on Bulbapedia. So yeah, that's it. I'm, I am on Bulbapedia, and I know this this isn't a good source, but it does say that Petron is the trio master of the Loyal Three. It is associated I think so. with Ogre Pond. That is what is stated. I don't know how that is, if that's just a fan edit. And then what's really even more interesting is that it had nothing to do, it seems, with Terrapagos. And you know there's that, like, tree that's down yes. in the bottom of Area Zero that everyone yeah. was like, oh, it's, it's the Glamora tree, and it's like a, a cursed Glamora. Dude, I love that theory it- so much. It seems to have nothing to do with Glamora. Yeah, I don't even know who said so it or where that derived from. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Super strange. So for listeners, so I, the, the, yeah. the idea was that like Glamora is the flower, and then what comes after a flower is a fruit, it's which fruit. is yeah, which is Petcherun. Um, I don't know. That's that's so silly. So I do, I'm not I really, really sure what's like, going on there. It also reminds me of the Tapus. Doesn't it remind you of the Tapus a little bit? It's like this it, little well, yeah, in the way that it kind of opens it up and closes. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Interesting. So okay, um, I guess, I, and I, I hate to say it, but this podcast is pretty much already longer than the substantial content of this uh, <laughs> thing, which oh, is wow. fine. But there really is like we have just spoken about everything, which is why I didn't make a video on it. I mean, and obviously not wanting it to get sure. taken down. Um, but I know we sort of thought that we could use this as an opportunity to talk about the upcoming Pokemon Day, which as of this podcast is only a month and a half away. And for that, I will not be around. So this is my kind of only opportunity to talk about uh, it. And I wanted to make sure we got in some time for that. Yeah. All right. So let's do this. Let me tell you really quickly. All right. I'm going to tell you what I, what my general timeline overview is for the next, you know, pretty much leading into generation 10. I'm going to tell you what that is. Yeah. Good good shout. I'm going to tell you what that is, but, but the reason why I'm actually not going to make a video about this right now is because depending on whatever we learn in February, like the whole thing is just going to shatter. And I have a really, I have a, I was really confident we were going to get at Johto and then Uh the leaker said, okay, we're getting Unova content. And I was so certain until I played the Blueberry Academy, the Indigo Disc, 
and I realized that the Indigo Disc is a love letter to Unova. Suggesting it is the to Unova me, content. Yeah, yeah, suggesting to me that there is no more Unova content, in which case I have no idea what is going to happen, okay? So let me tell you mm-hmm. my quick, my, just my top-level timeline prediction, and then I'm okay. going to tell you... Uh, and then I'm going to tell you all of the I, all of the possible games that we could see in, in 2024. We're going to get all one right. of them. We don't know what it's going to be. We're going to get one of these games. But l- let me tell. So here yeah, is. Yeah, bring it. Bring it. Let's hear it. Yeah. So this is this is how I think it's going to go. Right. All right. We got Scarlet and Violet in 2022. In 2023, uh, we got the Teal Mask, which was great. Mm-hmm. Then we got. Uh, then we just got the Blueberry Academy. I think uh-huh. at the beginning of 2024. After Pokemon Day, uh, the Switch 2 is going to release. However, the game that we get in 2024, the Pokemon game at holiday 2024, I do not know what it's going to be, And I, but I, it definitely will not be for the Switch 2, whatever the Switch successor is going to be. It's gonna I'm be on the same game. page as you currently. I think right. that makes sense. Yeah. So the initial prediction that I had was that we're going to get mm-hmm. some sort of Unova remake, right? That can get real shaky. It could be a faithful remake, right? I would, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say with some shaky confidence that we're going to get some sort of Unova remake. It's going to be a BDSP to legends thing again. Uh, so in the holiday, we're going to get a Unova re- remake. It's going to be faithful of some sort, right? And then mm-hmm. in spring of 2025, we're going to get some sort of paradox Unova right game what what that would be essentially it's not a legends game but it it kind of fit it fits that same role it's essentially an alternate reality to black 2 white 2 right we're going to get black and white remakes and then we're going to get another unova game that is not a not a third sequel right it's not a remake of gen 2 it's not a, a black and white 3 but it's actually mm-hmm. just a different reality of a game and i'll tell you this toby I think that's what we already get. I think Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee could be seen as a Paradox Unova game. Or, sorry, a Paradox Kanto game, right? It's an alternate reality. I think sure. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire could be a Paradox Hoenn game. It's an alternate reality, right? Well, they literally are, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so Paradox Unova was a specific term that the Riddler, um, who is starting, honestly, in my, in my mind, starting to... Uh, starting to get on shaky ground with uh, some of his claims. Um, that's a separate conversation. Okay, um, but I, I'm really confident. I, I, I no no no. I I I really want. I really want a, a Unova game, and I would love to play a Paradox Unova game. Uh, we've both made really cool content uh, predicting what that could look mm-hmm. like, but that's what I would really want. Um, and then everything kind of breaks from here because the truth is, we could get a Johto game, right? That. That we might have already received all of our Unova content, and then what we're actually going to get in 2024 is a Johto game. Um, there's, you know, I've been also talking to my friend Kuro Blitz, who's starting to convince me that we could even see, you know, we could even see a Kalos remake. Right? What if, what if, the, what if Game Freak says, "Screw Johto, no. screw Unova, no," right? or, or, or what, if, what if we get God. a sequel game to Paldea? Right? What I'm trying to say is. We don't really know what's going to happen, right? We don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I, I have literally no confidence of what's going to happen in 2024. What do you think? I mean, I, I think at that point, it's kind of like, well, what if we get Gen 10 in, like, 2024? I, I, I just think it's too... It's far too out there. Um, did you see the Riddler tweet? The the one about um, the, four, the four region maps? Sure, yeah. So, again, it, it's 
it's Riddler coup territory and it's, you know, it's leaker potential stuff and it's, you know, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. But the four maps he posted were Unova, yeah. Paldea, Kanto, and Johto, and I think with the words uh, 2024 was the thing. Yeah. So here's my thing. The, the way Paldea is explained is already, yeah, there's Petra run stuff. So that that's happened now. That's Paldea done. However, if there is a switch to, and I'm not saying they are going to do this, there is every chance that they try and sell us Scarlet and Violet, the complete thing again sure. on like upper hardware to make up for the, you know, yeah. quality issues. I wouldn't put it past them trying and just experimenting and seeing how that would do. I could almost on a new console. I could see that. Okay. However, I'm not. I wouldn't bet on that. Um. So the way we explain the other three maps, uh, Unova. It could just be that it was the Indigo Disc, and that's just the, that's what that was. Yep. Um, and so the, I think it's far too soon that we see a game actually set in Unova. Personally, yeah. we just had games set in Sinnoh a couple of years ago. It is way, way, way too soon to see Unova game a game set in Unova. Um, but the DLC kind of serves I disagree, that purpose. Yeah, continue. However, Ku's tweet did stipulate 2024. You know, grain of salt. Uh, one way or the other now Kanto and Johto well hang on what are we getting two other games well no we know that Johto famously has Kanto as part of its games so far so yeah. I think that lends itself to a BDS uh, uh, Hot Gold Soul Silver Ilka style remake or a Legends game that kind of is sure. much as Sinnoh is set in Hisui for the Legends game it's set in a time like where the um, you know like the Tojo region where it's like half Kanto half Johto and they're yeah. kind of um as one because at that point you're not creating like an open world game that's bigger than scarlet and violet you're just creating a, a, a game like legends arceus that has like maybe instead of five open areas it has eight or ten and that's yeah. you know obviously that's more work but that's still smaller than scarlet and violet i would have thought and you can reuse a lot of the assets from uh legends arceus for the same game because they are set literally in the same kind of pokemon country with a similar aesthetic and what that allows you to do as a pokemon company um is to keep working on generation 10 on the new hardware and um put most of your time and energy into that uh by re recycling some content um so i think next year my my guess is that pokemon day announces some kind of johto game either a um uh ilka style game or a legends game or both probably one or the other i would have thought um and if we are to see unova that i think is most likely to come in the form of an ilka game i would have thought of either black and white or black and white 2 yeah um i also think it's possible that if i'm being too wild if you don't like what i'm saying here about a legends johto game that we could see the virtual console kanto and johto games make yeah. their appearance finally on switch online that's another way they could do it sure. in which case if that does happen then yes i think maybe then we could get a legends you know game but i still think it's too soon um and i think all of this kind of covers the november to um sort of february period of 2024 into 2025 and then the announcement, probably in February of 2025, of 2026s, even oh. if it's like Pokemon Day 2026, 30th anniversary Generation 10. Now, that would push it back from its normal holiday release. Okay. However, it is the 30th anniversary. They might do things a little bit differently. Uh, but at that point, I'm getting very far out there, very speculative. You know, February, I, I think we're gonna again, all of this could be smashed. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to have a much more concrete prediction after we find out whatever the next game is. Yeah. Um, I think the Blueberry Academy really threw us for a loop 
being so similar to Unova. I will say, Toby, I've kind of flip-flopped, but I'm pretty confident that I think we're still going to get Generation 10 at that three-year mark. Um, I think we're going to get a, a Generation 10. You think we're going we, to get in 2025 as opposed to... 30th I agree. I think I think when we spoke earlier in the year, I was pretty I thought it would I thought it was kind of a novel idea like okay, that f- that fits perfectly. Celebrate the 30th anniversary with um, you know, with a new generation. But I think if they keep going and make generation 10, they put it out 3 years, you know, uh, 3 years after generation mm-hmm. 9 just like they always do. Um, I think that opens up the possibilities for the 30th anniversary in 2026 to be a celebration of Pokemon as a whole, right? Not the new thing, but instead, yeah, then, instead yeah, they can it, release. It depends what they value more. Whether they value a November release for the sake of holiday sales, which I won't, you know, deny is is probably yeah. huge and a huge factor, um, or whether they value hitting the 30th anniversary date to create a certain amount of buzz. Now. Now, actually, releasing in 2025, the 30th anniversary, might make sense if you do it in November, because then you get a second day in 2026 where you get to do the 30th anniversary and you can sell something else. So actually, from that point of view, I don't disagree. Maybe it is 2025 we get that. that (laughs) And and if we we do get that new Switch successor... Um, if we get that in in maybe like six months from now, um, if yeah, we get that it in twenty twenty four, be the launch for that. It exactly, would, it would work they, for that. They kind of get this one two punch, and then I think twenty twenty six could uh, the thirtieth anniversary could be yeah. a great time for them to to actually give us those gens one to three ports uh, on the NSO or whatever they want to call that. And then this is the fun part, right? Where they go, okay, twenty twenty six is basically going to be a celebration of Kanto, and then we get a new Kanto game, which actually we're kind of due at that point like two years from now we're actually due for another Kanto game which could which could include Johto game right it, it could uh, it, I could see them doing something like that and my reasoning for that is that Pokemon recognize that selling red and blue and variations of it is just a good way to make money yeah <laughs> so absolutely. like I, I don't I don't um but, disagree but we're yeah. definitely getting too far off 2024 is uh <laughs> there's I don't know there's there's a lot of possibilities so you think you think a legend you think a Unova game is the most likely candidate. You think it's more likely than Johto? I'll tell you this. I really don't know. I don't know. I, I I strongly think that Johto is more likely than Unova. I was in that camp until Koo started, until the Riddler started talking about Unova. And now, I honestly, logically, I should revert back to that if I think uh, the Blueberry Academy was like so much of the Unova content, right? Well, this is it. I think that's it for now. And then... Which and then, sense. because also they, they did do this thing, I believe. I think because they love doing this, where they love hinting at stuff. Yeah, I believe that the Isle of Armor was a hint for uh, Sinnoh stuff because you got the Honey Tree and the Single Strike and Rapid Strike and like uh, vet the giant Vesperquen and like all these other elements that were very kind of Sinnoh centric. Yeah, and then you had the Crown Tundra, which I think was a big old hint for. Um, just generally for Scarlet and Violet with, you know, crowns, the Crown Tundra, right, yes. legendary Pokemon uh, with Spectre and Bastrier, and there were, like, a lot of other, you know, the far, past and future with Reggie Lecky and Reggie Drago. I skim these every time I do it, but I think there's enough connections there. So if that's the case, then Kitakame, to me, says, Johto, go back to Johto, do Johto. Yeah, I hope And then right. Unova right. would be something we get much later down the line, um, you know, as a result of... As a result of what I we think see. the only reason why I still want Unova is because I think there's so many possibilities and again obviously connections 
to Scarlet and Violet, and mostly the connection between, or or or, or the the storyline, right, of, of uh-huh. truths, ideals, future, past. Um, I want to see more Paradox Pokemon. I think it actually, I think Unova matches Paldea so much more uh, than Johto does. Um, I don't think we're gonna get any more Paradox Pokemon. Yeah. To be honest, I think I think that time is done. Um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Given enough time, one day we'll get new Paradox sure, Pokemon yeah. when the Gen years. Nine remakes come out. Of <laughs> yeah. course, we'll get new Paradox <laughs> Pokemon then. But I think that concept will is now you know well and truly wrapped. Would be my guess. But uh, you know, I might be wrong about that. Yeah, um, I don't know. Especially because because it's kind of like at the end of the Indigo Disc, they gave us an answer for what the paradox pokemon are and i think that kind of locks in the idea that that chapter has now been told that story is now done yeah um there is one other possibility okay and i hate this possibility but it's the case the petron thing is the epilogue to the hidden treasure of area zero dlc yes not to scarlet and violet not even mention this suggesting the idea that there might be more DLC for Scarlet Which and Violet. Which is what I said in the beginning, right? That is where we could maybe then see Johto content, right? Right, we went to we went to Kitikami, which is a brand new region, right? Which uh-huh. maybe will be Gen 10. Uh, we went to Unova in DLC. What if we get more DLC that takes place in Johto and then takes place in Kanto? And that would actually tie perfectly with this little hint by this Riddler, right? That would yeah. tie in perfectly. We have Paldea, Unova, Johto and Kanto. Oh, don't, don't, don't. It upsets me because the idea that of would like be so having much fun. no, but it's in the Scarlet and Violet engine. So I mean, that's yeah, the problem for me. It's it. I, I haven't like to me. It's like I'm not Pokerjubing right now. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of a big reason why is that I just don't. I've fallen yeah. out of love with the games and the idea of gosh, the idea of having Kanto and Johto put into the world of um, Scarlet and Violet and put into that engine. Um, when there's the possibility that it could have been in the legend style, like Legends Arceus, would actually just damage my my hope, my dreams for this franchise sure. so much. Because yeah. I just think the world of Legends is beautiful and wonderful and artistically great. So, to me, the idea that they would do that rather than do the Legends thing would hurt a lot. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that. I, I'm hoping, I'm copying them. But we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll find out. The viewers will find out within a month and a half of this podcast going live. Um, I'll find out, but I'll be far, far away from YouTube. Well, Hopefully just playing it all, you know, like at a healthy pace and enjoying it. Um, I don't, and, want, I don't uh, want to be I'll, I don't want to be the devil luring you back uh, to the thing that you're trying to escape. But, uh, you know, you know, you always yeah. have a place here uh, as soon no, as I that trailer it. drops, as soon as the pokemon day uh trailer drops i i'm gonna for this game in particular probably do a, a big job of of not doing that because uh part of it is that like in the new year i want to have that that kind of yeah clean cut and break to discover if this is something i still want to do one day yeah. but what i will say is i'm very grateful that you offered me this opportunity kind of before the new year again we're filming this pre that's true you're not 2024 this is like uh, eating yeah. cake before your diet starts in, in fact this is like three days uh, but it's not only three days before the end of the year but it's it's like i've got like my to-do list for the end of the year and then the last thing on that to-do list is uh, delete the to-do list sure. which i'm very excited yeah. about so um uh, you know maybe maybe in the far future but uh, if there is a legends uh johto game by sure i wanna uh by sure by jove uh, for sure i want to 
play it and enjoy it as yeah. a consumer and not as a as a youtuber so i'm very excited for that hopefully uh, but dude thank you so much for, for kind of having me on dude it's always a pleasure um yeah i hope you get some time off and you're able to thank relax you. and and rest into the new year. Um, appreciate you. Man. Thank you for sharing the epilogue with me. And I will, um, I will of course be watching the Hidden Power podcast. And I recommend everyone else does as well. Make sure you're subscribed. See you guys. A special thank you to our mythical tier channel supporters, Timothy Chu, Trash Panda, Jasco, and of course our Arceus tier channel supporters, Drogane and Bramtastic. This show would not be possible without you guys. If you want to help support the production of this podcast, there's a link in the description to become a YouTube channel member or a Patreon supporter. Love you guys.